0: Play to your zone of strengths, the zone of brilliance that you have, not just, yeah. you know, what you want or where you can be competent at at times. No, go to where you can be brilliant, execute at the highest possible level. And you know, think about that in a workplace when people are doing that, man, you, you become unstoppable. Life experiences that are tangled in leadership. This is the 2120 podcast. You know, we're just two guys that started a podcast over coffee, talking about some of the things that we learned through leadership and business. And we decided to make a show about it, bringing you the insights and experiences that you can apply in your work and in your relationships. But we're so glad you're here because passing life lessons on is a gift we can all benefit from.
1: So I have no idea where we need to go. We had like so Two here's, really good conversations earlier. <laughs> now it's like, well, what should, what should we talk about? I don't
0: know. I feel like, <clears throat> I feel like we, uh, it's like we emptied the tanks. <laughs> yeah. We,
1: coffee's gone. I'm now on my energy drink. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where you want
0: to go or what you want to do. Uh, well, I don't know either. All I know is that we were just talking about some situations that can drain your energy mm-hmm. because we're talking about levels of, you know, um, toxicity with with uh, you know in a culture situation at work you, you we were talking about some really um, just kind of powerful things of of when you have somebody that lacks humility i mean that was a part of the conversation of like how far can we go we talked about you know picturing imagine right now that there's a step ladder and the step ladder you know the steps represent various positions on an org chart of leadership and what happens when you get somebody that is on step three and they don't have the capacity to move to step four or five or six, but people below them on step one and two do and how that holds them back. And, and I, I really like that analogy. And I, I think there's so many things where, you know, our conversation was was really powerful and eye opening because we talked about, you know, things like what does it mean to stay in your lane, you know, as a as a leader? And at this level, and if you want to move past that step on the ladder, um, does that mean you're stepping out of your lane or, or what? And so I guess, Matt, I don't know where I'm trying to take this. I'm trying to pull some things together here, but, but, but I just was taking the position that stay in your lane can be a really powerful phrase to use when you're working with somebody when there's context for it and, and there's an understanding of what we're actually trying to say. It can be a really powerful thing to keep people um, working on the most important things to keep priorities in line, to keep the objectives in line. But also it can be a really powerful negative thing that if I say, listen, everybody just needs to stay in their lane. And, and if I'm the leader that does that, what I'm actually doing is probably hurting creativity. I'm hurting ideas. I'm I'm limiting innovation. You know what I'm saying is like, how do you grow that? And so like the whole concept of, you know, stay in your lane is is a really powerful phrase, but it can lead to accidental culture on either side. Accidental culture elements, which would mean, listen, hey, we're we're just a bunch of mavericks going in, in opposite directions and that can stifle growth or we don't want you to bring your smarts and your creativity in today. Just do what we told you to do and that limits things. So you have to be really careful about, certain phrases like that. That was, that to me was a really fun element of our conversation. Sure.
1: And I brought, I, like I, I use that stay in your lane and I, I, I believe, I, I believe in staying in your lane. Yeah. You know, and I, I teach staying in your lane. Um, because at the end of the day, we have a job to do. We need to stay in our lane and do our job, mm-hmm. not do the job of someone else that's in that category but do your job, and if every day you came to work, and every person on their, on your staff did their job, you wouldn't have to get out of your lane. You wouldn't think that I need to go over and fix this because they're just they're doing their job. Like this is what they're here for. Obviously, I'm like watching basketball out right right now. Steph Curry can't do it all there's times where he thinks he has to get out of his lane because his team needs him where he, he needs to be the point, be the leader, dribble the ball down and find the big man underneath, not have to not feel that he has to force a shot just because he has to force a shot. Like that's, that's, that's not staying in your lane. Staying in your lane means I'm dribbling down. I'm going to start the offense. We're going to start running these plays and then I'm going to get the big man freed up. And then the ball goes to him now his job, dunk it, put it in the freaking hole. You know, that's, that's your job now. I'm not dunking it. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm going to get it to you so you can, you can do that. And the, the stay in your lane analogy for me was, well, like I want what he's got. So I want to, like, I want to get in that lane over there. You know, when you're
0: not ready to be in the lane. But you said something that was really key on this. Everybody has to be doing their job to a level of excellence. I mean, I'm thinking about the basketball analogy, but then taking it right back into say a workplace environment. So let's say Steph does everything that he's supposed to do. He initiates the offense by throwing the ball into the post or, you know, at the, at the pinch post. Right. And that goes into the big guy, but what if the big guy uh, either has a really tough matchup for him or he's just stinking that night, you know, and suddenly throwing the ball to him, That's why I love all the metrics around basketball, like, you know, their their point spread and and their efficiencies. And And he's just stinking it up and he's turning it over. He's making the wrong decisions. At some point, it's because they're not doing what they need to be doing. So now staying in your lane doesn't work. And the other piece of this that's so hard, too, Steph Curry, staying in his lane is scoring, Oh, for sure. You know, he's averaging five point three so, you know, threes think, a game.
1: You know, obviously there's there's a coach, there is the leader, whatever that I mean, if it's basketball or if it's business. Like staying in your lane means me saying at halftime to the big man, hey, like you're you're having some struggles today. Like we are we need you to figure this out, but if we can't get you to figure this out, we have to go a different direction. Mm-hmm. That is keeping him in his lane. It's Steph knowing that you still need to find ways to get him the ball and do these things and put him in, in a good spot, but know that you might have to pop out of that lane and get into the faster lane because it, we're just – the team needs you a little
0: bit more right now. And the best leader, like I'm, I'm again, thinking about it on a court using stuff for, as an example, I, I think he's a pretty good teammate, like oh, from everything sure. that I've been able to see about him, he's a great teammate. So he's not going to be the guy that's going to go get in his face and tell him he's a loser and he's costing us the game. No, he's probably going in there and say, you got this. Listen, he, when this happens, I'm going to cut this way. We'll make this a little, I'm going to get you the ball. Yes. They're still going to find ways to find I believe you. in you. That's, I mean, essentially what he's saying. Yeah. And I think, I
1: think too, like if you're a good team and you have good teammates and I'm truly like, I can't put the ball in the hoop to save my life. I may say, Hey guys, here's the deal. Like I'm, I, I'm struggling right now. You need to take me out of the equation. Yeah. Like you need to take these other three team members and rally around them because I'm just, I can't get it going. I apologize. Fall on your sword. And then the next game you go off, like you just have those moments where you're like, you're on the struggle bus. But then a day goes by and it's like everything's clicking now. Like you have those days that don't click, mm-hmm. then you have days that truly click, and you're in your your zone.
0: But I think you know, I think about standing in your lane too is is recognizing where your strengths are. Okay, so sometimes ego and pride gets in the way of that. One hundred percent. Thinking on a basketball court, we have a seven footer. Let's say he wants to be shooting threes. But he's more effective tonight when he's under the basket because he could totally dominate. If he decides that tonight he wants to shoot threes, he's not staying in his lane. Yeah. And let's say he's shooting, you know, only 30% or whatever. Well, you've got guys that are shooting 46% from threes. Get them the ball. Let's so to me that's another way of staying in your lane is just understanding where the matchups are play to your zone of strengths, the zone of brilliance that you have, not just, you know, what you want or where you can be competent at at times. No, go to where you can be brilliant, execute at the highest possible level. And you think about that in a workplace when people are doing that, man, you, you become unstoppable. Your, your customers like are, are loving everything that's happening. Your, your teammates are, it's high fives and nobody's worried about like, Hey, am I going to get mine today? Am I going to m- make my commission? Or am I going to make my sales goals? Am I going to make the, uh, y- you know, the promotion, whatever it might be. People are, are motivated then by like the team winning, because when we win together, each of us are going to win in these collective states. The problem where the train comes off the track so often is somebody has this entitlement or this pride that they think they should be somewhere else. They should be further or somebody else stepped on their toes because they didn't stay in their lane. Now we got an issue and that has to be addressed right away. Oh yeah. I mean you, like it's all these thoughts come racing into my head. About <laughs> exactly. Just, like, my, my
1: years at my company and how, you know, it, we've evolved, you know, like back in the day, you know, I worked, I closed on a Monday, a Wednesday and a Friday I had Tuesdays and Thursdays off. And this is, this was my schedule. Now we have people that close one night a week. And they bitch about having to close one night a week. Like you didn't have it back in the day where you're closing three nights a week. Cause that's just, that's the commitment that we had at the time. Yeah. Well, you know, as you, as you fast forward, like I want that schedule. Well, of course, like we want that schedule. Like <laughs>
0: it's, it's, it's better, you know? Well, for me, the perfect schedule would be like, you do work one hour a day. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, <laughs> can I, I have that one?
1: I, I don't want, like <laughs> I, I'm in the, the business of retail. Okay. I have closed shifts, I have open shifts, I have mid shifts, but I want a nine to five job. Well, then you can't work retail. I mean, you, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like it's, it's one of those things where you know what you're getting. Like, you know, you, you signed up for retail. You know that this is what the gig looks like. Yeah, but I, you know, I want what so-and-so has. I want that, that Monday through Friday, nine to five job where I could leave at three o'clock. if I want. No, no, it's not, that's not the the role we have for you. Stay in your lane. Like, no, this is, this is the lane that you're going to, to need and, and we need to have you be in. Don't jump over to a different lane because it's a, it's a different, it's a different monster that they're working on. But too many times we see somebody else that has something better and we go, wow, well, I, I want that. I, sure. I deserve that. Yeah. Well, you're, you're a brand new leader. Well, yeah, but I want to be in the room with all the, the high level leaders because I'm super I, talented. I'm, I'm, I'm on super smart. I should be in there. Sure. And I agree that you should be in there, but you're not ready to be in there. Exactly and your job now is to stay in your lane to learn as much as you can every day and grow and one day you will get to be in that room with those high level thinkers and leaders making major decisions for our store and for our company but you you want it now and i i appreciate that i respect that but know that you can't have it now you got to work towards it and you you got to get it just because you get a name tag that says assistant store leader on it doesn't mean you have the respect of the crew. It doesn't mean you have all the answers. It doesn't mean that you can step in at at any second and go, this is the direction we need to go. It goes, you know, and we talk about the levels of leadership, but you know, it, it takes time. It takes experience before you can move into now the permission side of things of like, I want to, I want to work for you. I want you to want to work for me. Like give me permission to, 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 to teach you. And then you move into these other roles. People want it right now
0: because they see somebody that has it and goes, well, there's the pinnacle. I want to be the pinnacle. So so it's kind of a conversation of like talent versus tenure in a way. And yet I, I don't, I don't think it's that because having the talent is, is a wonderful thing. And one of the things that always annoyed me really well was like this concept of seniority. So I used to work, um, you know, I was 18. I worked for the county road crew and I was a brush cutter. And then I got my CDL and I, I could drive trucks and things like that. But the only way that you ever were promoted in that kind of environment was by tenure. The more seniority you had, the more you could earn, the more responsibility that you got. So the people that were super talented, they just had to pay their dues over time. Somebody either retires, decides to leave, that creates an opening. Okay, now we got there. Sure. It took you seventeen years to get there. The talent side of things, though, you know, in a business like w- whether it's Shields or you know, with clients like that I'm working with in uh, in all these different industries, is I can have a really talented person, but follow the prescription that there's a formula of you have to get to a strength side of things. So take your talent, develop it. How much time are you investing in it? What are you learning? What are the ways that you're growing? And part of that investment, there is a time component to it because it takes thousands of hours to master these things. So now take your talent, develop it. And this becomes your strength. This is when you're ready because the inexperienced leader, Really can disrupt a team. Let's put somebody in there; they're super talented. Oh, I've seen this so many times. We're gonna promote you because, man, we just love how brilliant you are at what you do. We put them in that role, and then they don't know how to manage and lead and work through people. They don't know the nuances. They don't understand why there's this policy. So they go, "This policy doesn't need to be here." So I'm gonna do it this way. Oops, trains off the tracks again. Yeah. I I truly believe that um,
1: talent can trump tenure when tenure doesn't work because a hundred percent. That's a great saying. I think you get to a point where this tenured associate has been there and done it for so long that they're getting close to the what next chapter in their life. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm getting ready to retire. I got like maybe five years left cruise control right now. (laughs) Like I'm just going to do my thing and, if somebody says something like this, is, they're not going to say anything because I have tenure because mm-hmm. I've been here for so long. Then as that new person, that hungry person that wants something more, they can move up faster. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was say me, so, so say it's me and it took me 10 years to get into a leadership role, mm-hmm. 10 years. It may take them five because they, they just bring more to the table. They see, they, they see things differently. Their brain processes faster you still need to go th- climb the ladder. You still need to hit the first step and then the second step and then the third step. And then you're at a level five Then you're at a level six, then you're at a level seven, but you have to be okay with knowing that it's a process and it takes time. But if you're good, you can climb the rungs faster True, yeah. and get there quicker. It, it, it's not my plan is not the same thing as your plan. And your plan isn't the same thing as his plan. Like it, it, everything is different. So you can't put it a, a time frame on it. Well, if we do it right, you could be in this leadership role in three to five years. But if you get into this start position and you you're a rock star out of the gate, your three to five years might be a one to three years. So, man, we thought you were going to be there in three years. Man, you're killing it right now. There's a chance you're going to have it in two
0: years. That's awesome. I believe in putting people into a spot that's going to to uh, uh, you know give them a reason to grow. I believe that, but there's also a time when we can put people too quickly into these spots. Okay. So here's three eyes that you got to be super careful of. You can be a super talented individual, but if you lack maturity, so you have immaturity, inexperience and insecurity, those are things that then aren't reflected in talent. You have to observe those things. So if I'm an insecure leader I'm going to hold people down because I'm going to feel like threatened that if there's a great person below me, man, they might get my job. Then what do I do? So that's insecure. If I'm inexperienced, it's just, I don't know how to develop people. So now I'm holding people back that way. And if I have like this immature status, um, I'm not really talking about like I'm a goofball or a dork, you know, it's the immaturity comes in from, I don't have enough life experience to know how to guide somebody who is older than me and help them develop. Those three eyes right there can be a killer. Again, if we just are, are looking only at the talent and what makes somebody special, again, taking that concept of the step ladder and moving up on these rungs, this is all about continuing to invest. And some people spend all their off hours developing themselves and getting better. Yeah. So they're ready. Yeah. Others don't. I,
1: um, I, I I think about myself. I wanted it right now. Yeah. Like I was that person 100% 100%, where I didn't ask questions. I didn't want feedback. I wanted just to just do it myself. And then somebody go, Oh my gosh, look at this kid coming up. Like he's killing it. I failed. Mm -hmm. Like I fail all the time. If I could go back in time and change that. Oh my gosh. Like I would, I would be a learner not just a, I'm going to do it and just figure it out. I would learn the business. I would ask questions. I would be humble when I, when I got feedback, but the word maverick was, I was a maverick. Like I just, I didn't want to hear it. I was better than you. I'm going to be better than you. I'm going to take your system that you have and it's good, but I'm going to put my spin on it and it's going to be great now. Well, it, it could, it could be great, but I wasn't ready to make it great because I didn't know what, I didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah. The, the immaturity thing, hundred percent right, right there. Yeah. It came with experience. And now you, I'm at a point now in my life where I look at, I look at and go, Oh man, how much, how many years did I cost myself? You know, great things because I just was so freaking dumb about some things. How, how much did I cost my other employees? Because I just, I wasn't ready to, to be their coach and, and to teach them. Now it's like, teaching them that it's okay to just take some time and it's okay to breathe and it's okay to know that you want bigger things and we're going to get there together, but it's not going to be today. Mm -hmm. It won't be tomorrow, but in six months in a year, we're going to start seeing some major steps, but you have to get them to commit to, you can't have this now. You can't be a level seven, this high level thinker right now because you're not ready. Everything that I've have on my tool belt comes from years of experience and ups and downs and goods and and bad. Right now your tool belt's empty. You can't have my tool belt yet because you don't deserve to have the tool belt. Like you have to learn every day. And you know, this there's a young girl that popped into my head that I'm working with her right now. She wants it right now. Mm -hmm. She wants to do this right now and she wants to be there right now. And it's like, I love the drive. I love the passion. I love your enthusiasm. If we can just channel that and get great at the things that we're attacking right now. It will come faster mm-hmm. and it will, it will be better for us long term if we can truly like just get her super focused on the task that's at hand and have those check boxes of let's check this box first because we're good at it. Let's check this box again because we're, we're great at it. And then we can check this box
0: and move forward. Yeah, that's the problem. I, no, I totally agree with that. It's like you, you've got to be great at the job assignment. You've, you've got to be great at that. And then at the same time, what are you doing to grow and to get better? You yeah. know, that's so huge. You got to have that constant growth and development. So I don't know. I think we should probably end there, but
1: yeah, good conversation. Yeah.
0: Stay in your lane. Stay in or, your Or stay, don't like stay in your lane. Did we resolve that? <laughs> All right. I'm Matt. I'm Jim. We'll see you next week. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the 2120 podcast. Hey everyone, this is Jim and Matt and I want to ask you for a favor. If you've gotten something out of these conversations, if you've been entertained or maybe you've learned something valuable that will help you improve or your business improve, then the best way to pay us back is to like this podcast, give us a review and let others know about it. And that will help fuel our fire to keep going and keep bringing you awesome content. We'll see you next time.